What's up, everyone? My name is B, and you are listening to the Brand Eye Podcast. This podcast talks about navigating our 20-somethings, the good, the bad, and the ugly parts of our journeys, and learning to embrace every part of your story, because your life is your brand, and so many people would benefit from just seeing you live authentically. No one has all of the answers. We're all trying to figure it out. Hi, everyone. Happy podcast day. I'm sorry that I did not get an episode out last week. Um, I'm trying to figure out this whole visual podcasting situation. It's pretty confusing, but we're working through it. And I think that we've almost got it figured out. Um, So again, thank you for your patience. And I want to give a special shout out and dedicate this episode and many more episodes to come to NNA Auto Repair in Evanston. They are um, two brothers. The owners are two brothers that run a very honest business and they've been extremely supportive and have encouraged me to go for my dreams um, and have encouraged me and supported this podcast and they're just really good people. Like I got to hang out with them for a little bit at their shop and every customer that came just spoke to how good of people they just really are. So if you're in the Chicago region, please, please, please check them out. They are amazing and their prices are unbeatable. One more shout out. I was helping someone, a family friend of mine, I mean, I'm sorry, a family member of mine sells some stuff on Facebook Marketplace. Facebook Marketplace is a very, it's a very, very odd little ecosystem. However, I met the coolest person named Meredith. Meredith, if you're listening or watching, hey girl, uh, it was just such a pleasure because usually it's very rare that we run into strangers where we just feel this instant connection and it's like oh my gosh that's like you know we could be besties but that's how I felt and it was just such a delight but it also speaks to the fact that you just never know you never know who you're going to meet and um, you also never know the impact that you have on someone's life and it's so funny because my family is making fun of me like oh my gosh you have a marketplace bestie now (laughs) so yeah Meredith, hey girl, um, thank you for being a ray of sunshine just in the few moments that I met you. But this week, I really want to come back to this topic of loneliness because when I put out a poll on Instagram asking you all what topics you'd be most interested in talking about, loneliness was one of the top rated. And yes, career advice was another one. We're working on it. Um, Just please give me a few more weeks. And I have someone or a couple of people in mind that uh, are going to be amazing for that topic. But loneliness. I was just telling someone that loneliness is so tricky because there are so many ways to experience loneliness. And we all experience it in very unique ways. Um... And there are so many different causes um, and things and situations that cause us to be lonely. But one that I've been talking to a lot of people about and that stuck out to me 
the past few, I would say maybe the past month and a half is the loneliness that comes from us isolating ourselves. I am definitely someone who when I'm going through something, I want to go through it alone or I only want to open up about maybe surface level details of a situation but I struggle to let people in and part of that struggle comes from me feeling as if I'm being dramatic so I invalidate my feelings a lot and another part of that struggle comes from not wanting to burden anybody with the things that I'm going through um, and not wanting to bother them or not wanting to sound like I'm just complaining all the time because no one wants to be around a Debbie Downer. I know that I don't, and I really don't want to be a Debbie Downer. So I've really been working through what it means, though, to show up in a vulnerable way into all of my relationships and into every space because there's so much that I have missed because I have not been willing to show up in that way. Um, And some of my good friends of like 10 years plus or my absolute best friends had told me that that's something that was hard for them in our friendship was I was always so happy and upbeat, which is not a bad thing, but it was them always coming to me to lean on me, but me not going to them. And in my mind, I'm like, well, that's what you should want, right? Like you don't want someone, you don't want it to feel one-sided, but they share this idea and thought that if it's only them opening up to me, then they don't feel comfortable. It feels one-sided. And my best friend said to me, I don't want you to be my psychiatrist. I just want you to be my best friend. And for a while, I felt like you were just my therapist. And then that hit me because I was, well, one, I was like, wow, that means you think I have good advice. Thanks. But two, it did hit me because it made me realize like, wow, the relationship that I have with my therapist is amazing, but it's very different than what it feels like to have my actual best friend. Um, because I know nothing about my therapist. I've never known anything about any of my therapists except for one who, um, yeah, we won't get into that. But yes, I, but my current therapist, I don't know anything about her. And she's always there to help me work through things. But I wouldn't consider her a friend because, like I keep saying, I don't know anything about her. And so this made me realize, like, wow there are some things that I need to change and there are some ways that I can show up to my friendships in a more productive and authentic and vulnerable way. And by me not doing this, I'm missing out on so many opportunities to connect with people at a deeper level. And I feel like I already have great connections, but I wonder how much deeper or how deeper my friendships and relationships is deeper a word it's messing with my head how how further how much I don't know I can't even think of the word now it's messing with me because I feel like deeper is not a word um it is a word but yeah I feel like I'm not using it correctly but 
how much more meaningful could my friendships be and all of my relationships and how many times were there people that just wanted to feel affirmed or wanted to feel like they weren't alone in what they were going through. But by me putting on this mask in this facade, I almost discouraged them. And then vice versa, because there have been times when I have just bared my soul. Like I remember one time I was going through a breakup and I was a hot mess, crying in a parking lot, hot mess, said I'd never do that again, you know, begging and pleading. Like I was, I will paint my whole apartment with a nail polish brush before I ever act like that again during a breakup. But we live and we learn. Hey, we live and we learn. But I remember someone telling me like, you look a hot mess. And that really hurt because I was like, so you mean to tell me you've never had your heart broken? You've never been through this? And um, they were like, I never acted like that, which that could very well be true. Which that could very well be true, but that's not what I needed in that moment. What I needed in that moment was for someone to look at me and be like, hey, I get it. What you're going through is tough. And after that one instance where I felt like someone was just basically telling me that there was something wrong with me or I responded in the wrong way, I stopped opening up to people and I stopped talking about how my heart was broken or how it did not feel good to be dumped or it did not feel good to have someone that I care walk away. So I internalized it and acted like everything was fine. I played like a, the, the cool kid role. Oh, you know, I'm fine. I'm good. And then now I'm realizing that there were so, there are so many missed opportunities. Now, when I talk to people and that are going through breakups, I get it. And had I just been willing to share that, like I was right there with them crying and pleading and begging maybe they wouldn't have felt so alone and we can't be perfect all of the time but I wonder how many times we isolate ourselves and then that causes us to unintentionally isolate others and that is not a great feeling it's not a great thing to think about but it's something that's so important because while we're over here second-guessing our emotions or making ourselves believe that what we're going through is not important, it is. And people need to hear our stories. Our stories are so powerful and so meaningful. They are extremely meaningful and powerful. Um, I was moderating a conversation for a group of women that are in a sisterhood. And we were just asking random questions. But there was one follow-up question I asked one of the women who had such a, she's such a strong and bright personality. And I just asked, asked her, 
what her experience is like as a black woman in the workplace being so confident, being so straightforward. And she just broke down. And everyone in the room froze because I don't think that many people have seen her like that. And by her sharing her experience, that opened the door for so many other women in that space to talk about what they were experiencing and what they were having trouble with. And although their experiences were unique to their lives, there were so many commonalities and it broke my heart, but it warmed me. Like it just made me feel warm as well because it broke my heart because she had been carrying this burden by herself when she didn't need to. But for whatever reason, she held it in because maybe she thought that others weren't going through that. Or maybe she thought that, you know, this sucks. I'm just going to deal with it, put my head down and keep going. There could be so many reasons. But then to see the love, it warmed my heart because to see how her sisters in this sisterhood responded to her and showered her with love and affirmation was such a beautiful thing. Similar thing happened with another woman who started sharing her experience um, and how she views the world and how she doesn't always feel accepted or like she belongs. And the women responded in the same way, showering her with love and affirmation and just letting her know that she mattered. And all of the women that were receiving this, these posi- this positive affirmation, they seemed shocked. So I asked, like, you know, did you know that this is how everyone in the room felt about you? And one of the women responded, no, not at all. And to me, that speaks to the importance of not only telling people how we're feeling, what's going through our heads, not just the bad things, but the good things too. Because oftentimes we take for granted our relationships in the sense of we think like, oh, so-and-so knows exactly how I feel. Or I don't want to do too much by always telling them how great they are. So I'm just going to keep it to myself where I'm sure that she knows how great she is. Sometimes we don't know. So it's also just as important to be telling people to, to be affirming them on a regular basis. I was out having a drink with a friend of mine and this couple sat next to us and I looked over and this woman was so beautiful. And I just told her, Hey, you're so beautiful. I love your outfit. Blah, blah, blah. The way that she responded was like, oh my gosh, thank you. Like not expecting it. And then we moved on and then she stopped me mid conversation and was like, hey, I just want to let you know how sweet that comment was and how good that made me feel. Thank you. I needed to hear that. Or think about times when you've been walking down the street or you've been doing something at work and someone just gives you a piece of affirmation. And you're like, I don't like attention, but that really made me feel good. Thank you. That really made me feel seen. Sometimes we don't feel seen because we're not willing to be vulnerable. And we're afraid of what that will make us. Will I sound like a creep if I stop someone and say, you look really nice today? Or I like, I appreciate, I appreciate how hard you work. I wonder what 
would happen if we challenged ourselves to show up authentically and say what was on our hearts and our minds. Now, if you have something, if you have some critical feedback, make sure that you're saying it in a respectful way, because sometimes we can go to the uh, other extreme of, you know, saying something that someone probably needed to hear, but in a very nasty way. And that's not that's not helpful. That's not helping anyone grow. That's not helping anyone heal. Like it's just, it's not a productive thing. It's a non-productive practice, but it's so beautiful to see the connections that we're able to build when we're able to just be authentic and be vulnerable. It is powerful too. Extremely powerful. A lot of people laugh um, because I'm someone that they say like Brandy is Brandy is going to be your biggest hype man. But I always say I'm always going to gas you up with the truth. But I also know that receiving that kind of love, receiving those kind of affirmations is tough. And oftentimes I don't like I don't feel comfortable when people are complimenting me and telling me how great of how great of a job I did or this that or the third or if the conversation is too focused on me I get uncomfortable and I was listening to this sermon and the preacher had said oftentimes receiving is a lot harder than giving and it's harder because when we receive positive words or affirmation, that means that we actually have to be held accountable. So if someone says, Brandy, you are always on top of it. Like you're always so organized. If I receive that, that means that I have to, I feel as if, man, now I need to really be on, I need to be organized. I need to be on it. I can't be playing around. And that's true. So there are so many ways in which we isolate ourselves from the world there are so many things we don't talk about because we don't want to be a burden. But what if we're creating more of a burden by pretending like everything's okay? Not only is that heavy on us, but that's heavy on the people around us. And if you have people who don't want to hear what you have to say or they don't care to listen or be there for you, then it's time to reevaluate your friendships because we can be lonely and be in relationship too. But how are we also setting those boundaries and letting people know that this is what makes me feel good? This is what doesn't make me feel good. In a friendship, this is what I'm looking for. In a relationship, this is what I'm looking for. I remember um, I had developed a new friendship a few years ago and um, T, she asked me, He asked me, what are your expectations for me as a friend? And I was like, I don't know. And then she's like, okay, great. Well, you don't know. So I'm going to tell you mine. And then you can think on it and get back to me. That was like, oh, wow. I've never done that. And when I told her, like, I've never had this kind of conversation before. She made a good point. She was like, you know, sometimes we go through this awkward phase of do I text that new friend of mine or do I don't? 
or do I not? Do I call them? Do I FaceTime them? Or do they just not want to talk? When instead, we can just set those, we can set those boundaries right now. And then we're not trying to pretend like we have this whole friendship figured out and go through that awkward phase of like, uh, I cannot stand when people text me, but I'm going to put up with it. Because then how do you have genuine relationships? How do you have genuine friendships? And then it becomes lonely. So I think that loneliness goes hand in hand with our facades. Loneliness goes hand in hand with our fears and our insecurities. In 2018, I lost a a significant amount of vision unexpectedly. And my mom was afraid. I had a condition that essentially it's like I have all of the symptoms of someone that has a brain tumor, but I did not have a brain tumor. I didn't have cancer, nothing. There was just pressure on my brain. And my family was horrified. I was horrified. And I remember my mom, who's a pastor, finally broke down and was like, I always tell people I don't need anything. When they keep asking, what do you need? We know Brandy's going through a hard time. I always say nothing. We're fine. But now I'm going to start telling people that I'm not okay because I'm not. And I'm tired of carrying this burden. And I was like, yeah, okay. But you could see the relief that she was feeling just by being able to say, you know what? I'm not doing well. And then for me, losing so much vision is a scary thing unexpectedly. It's not something like I had time to prepare for. And I'm sure if you had time to prepare for it, it would still be hard. But losing it and not being able to see and people poking fun at me and asking me, are you blind now? What's wrong with you? Not knowing what I was going through. And I was just too exhausted to talk about what I was going through. And I was in a very dark place. It was tough for me. And whenever my family would ask me, like, what can I do? I'd be like, nothing. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything's great. It's going to be okay. Let's be positive. But then when I opened up after the fact of what I was really experiencing and how sometimes if I drop something in public, I would be on my hands and knees patting the ground looking for it. My mom broke down like, I did not know and I feel like I failed you as a mother because why didn't you feel comfortable opening up to me and telling me that that's what you were going through? And little did I know that a few years later, she would be experiencing because the cancer got to her brain and the same people that were on my treatment team, those same doctors were now treating my mom. And I can't go back in time and I don't, regret anything because we all learn but I wonder how comfort how 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 much comfort I would have been able to provide as she went on this journey and was trying to understand what living with cancer meant I wonder if she would have been able to use or find strength or a lesson or beauty or something inspiration in my story 
had I walked her through everything that I went through. And there were moments where we were able to connect um, when I did start being just really open and honest. And I would we, we would talk about some of the, the things that we experienced or the concerns um, and fears and anxieties that we had before going into those same doctors. But I wonder what what it would have looked like had I been much more open about my journey. So now I'm learning that loneliness, sometimes it's inevitable. Sometimes we need solitude. Sometimes we need to be in a season of solitude so that we can get ready to experience and um, the next season so that we can successfully navigate or manage the blessings that are coming our way. But other times, loneliness comes from our insecurities. Loneliness comes from our unwillingness to be vulnerable. Loneliness sometimes comes from our facades. Well, no, all the time. Because when we are when we have this facade and we're not being honest about what we're going through, and I'm not saying you have to tell your business to everybody, but those that are near and dear to us that where we just want to tell them, but we don't want to, you know, we don't want to tell them the full story because that would mean that we are admitting that we did something wrong. We're admitting that we're a failure. We're admitting that we think that they're better than us. But when we start lying, then it it just creates this cycle of feeling bad about ourselves. Because if I am telling you, oh, yeah, I have a job that I I have it all together. I know everything that I'm doing on this job. I feel like I chose the right major in college and in grad school. So I'm on the right track. I have no qualms. Then. I feel even more insecure because that lie is so far from the truth in that instance. And I'm like, okay, people now are applauding me for something that is not true. Whereas if I would just be honest and say, trying to figure out this whole career thing and adulting thing is tough. Or I struggle with body image. Or... You know, my relationship isn't all that is cracked up to be. We may even find our answer and our healing in the interactions that come from us being vulnerable. So much of my healing and my uh, during this grieving process has come from candid conversations. It's come from me telling people, no, I'm not good, or this does not feel good to me, or I, it's just, life is tough. Life is really hard. And us trying to hide things that we're going through and make it seem like everything is okay makes it 10 times harder. Your story matters. We need to hear your story. There was someone at my church who was going through a lot 
And she kept talking about what she was going through. And I was inspired by her story and her testimony and just her ability to be open when she was sharing. But fast forward a year and the things that I am now going through align with what she was talking about in her story. And now, and I told her, I was like, you know, I have never had a conversation with you until recently. This is my first conversation I'm having with you, but I want to let you know that your story has helped me keep pushing. So my hope for all of us is that we are able to be vulnerable and to show up even when it feels scary, show up as our authentic selves and to admit our mistakes and to admit our insecurities and Yes, guard your heart and protect protect yourself, but also surround yourself with people that you can trust and that you can be vulnerable with because it's a very lonely time and journey and experience when we feel like we have to save face. So my quote of the week is um, by the one and only Brene Brown, and she said, Vulnerability is the birthplace of innovation, creativity, and change. And that is so true. I truly believe that. Had I not been vulnerable, I would have missed out on a lot of amazing opportunities and opportunities to just grow and heal in special ways. And my question for all of us to think about for this week is, what Parts of our stories have we manipulated to look and sound different than what our reality is? And once we identify those, how can we start showing up authentically and telling a more authentic story? Because I always say your life is your brand, especially in this age of influencers and all of that like nothing is wrong with that but we keep talking about building our brand and I truly believe that our brand is and it comes from our story it derives from the pain that we've experienced the mistakes that we've made our wins our losses all of it all of it so how can we start telling a more authentic story because people need to hear your story People need to know that it's going to be okay. And just because you may not think that your story is inspirational or it means something, you don't know how it will impact others. You don't know how many lives it will save. We're all really struggling. And think about moments when people have been vulnerable with you and they didn't have to. And how it's impacted you and helped you grow. And then think about how you felt when people just talk about how their life is perfect and there's nothing that they need to change or they don't have any concerns. They wake up happy every morning and they make you feel bad for those people that make you feel bad for saying and admitting that things are wrong. Think about that. We don't want to be those people. But sometimes if we're unwilling to deal with the hurt 
that we've acquired along the way from those kind of instances, then we become the people that we resent. So have a great week. Again, thank you for your patience um, as I learn this whole visual um, podcasting thing. But please be sure to like, subscribe, follow um, this channel, this YouTube channel, and any channel that you're listening to uh, so that you can continue to be updated. And then please follow me on Instagram at Brand Eye Podcast. All right, everyone, have a lovely week and thank you so much for tuning in.